You know, the day that God made a covenant with Abraham in the Old Testament, they say biblically and historically around the year 1800 before Christ, more or less. I guarantee you the faith of the people that followed Abraham was very different 50 years later, was very different 150 years later, was very different 1,500 years later. And here we are at the year 2000 after Christ, and I guarantee you it's very different than when it began. So in this fledgling faith, this very beginning of faith, we hear about this angry God, this God that punishes, and you better do what he says or else, and, and there's no escaping the wrath of God. And quite frankly, I just don't hear that in Jesus' teaching. It's, it's different. Jesus, by his time, two, oh, 1,800 years after Abraham, the faith of the Jewish people had grown. And listen to the challenge it's not a minimal law of faith. If you don't do this, you're going to be punished. If you don't stop at the red light, you're going to get a ticket or you're going to crash. And the deeper question isn't whether you'll get a ticket, it's whether you'll kill somebody or kill yourself or kill yourself and somebody. That's the reason to stop. But to a people who didn't have much order or any sense of equal justice, the law was everything. And you break the law, you get punished. So that, that makes sense. That's where the people began. But Jesus takes it another step, and oh my goodness, is it different. He says, you've heard it said, you shall not kill your brother. But I tell you, if you even get angry at your brother, you're going to risk a henna. If you even get angry. And then he fills it in and, and takes it to its logical conclusion. He says, if you are on the way to the temple or the altar of God to bring your gifts, and when you get there to give your gifts to God, you say, oops, I'll use, well, Celso's not here, so I'll use Anita, okay? Uh, Anita's angry at me. Not I'm angry at her, she's angry at me. I remember that when I get here. This is what Jesus says, leave your gift. Don't even offer it to God yet. Run to Anita and say, Anita, what have I done to you? Will you please forgive me and reconcile here? When we fix this relationship, now you're ready in this relationship to give your gifts to God. And before, before you give your gifts to God, go fix these things. And why? What's Jesus after? He's after people living in the kingdom of God. People living the life of truth and justice and peace. Anything less than that is it's not worthy of us. Now, I say this because, and, and if you don't buy what I'm saying, that's all right. But I just do not believe in the God that punishes. I don't. I believe in the God who is love. I believe in the, the God, the Father that Jesus describes. And, and the reason I believe so much in that cross is because I know he believed in that God. That he could look at the people killing him and hating him and spitting on him and say, Father, forgive them all. They know not what they do. This is revolutionary. This, this is other world. This is kingdom of God. And, and we're being invited into it because once we get a taste of that, then, then something changes so dramatically in us. Now to shift gears, you know, every time that we 
renew our promises of baptism, or every time we, we say the, the Nicene Creed, we talk about one man who the Scripture says he washed his hands of it all, Pilate. He was the one person who had the power to stop that from happening. And he didn't. He said, I wash my hands of it because he was afraid. And I, I thank God I'm not Pilate and I wasn't the one who made that decision. I thank God 2,000 years later, Christians throughout the world aren't using my name and recognizing my sin. I want to modernize it and, and, and I'll risk by saying this, but Putin right now, can you imagine one man one man can decide that millions have to flee for their safety or for their life. That perhaps thousands will have to die. That a woman in a maternity ward is rushed out of there bleeding because they've been bombed. One man has that power. So that says to me, then that woman, that man, that woman, that woman, that woman, that man, that man, that man, this man. Our word is important. And Jesus says it's urgent, urgent that we build the kingdom of God. Because if we just build the kingdom of man, we'll, we'll be a Putin, perhaps. Wanting power and wanting control. And, and you know, I, I, I say God still loves Putin, even though most of the world may hate him. God still loves him, I believe it. But when we look at what Jesus is suggesting and what a Putin is suggesting, or a Hitler, or any other despot from the past. Who do we want to be? And, and maybe we'll never be in that position, but do we even want to be on the road to that position? Jesus is inviting us to life, to life in the kingdom of God, and it is up to us to choose it and want it, and then for every word that comes from our mouth to build it. Please stand. Together with one voice, we raise our prayers to the Lord, trusting in God's goodness and love for us.